podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. But I'm, I'm, I don't know whether I should be doing a dirge or I should be doing something. Uh, managers said we're going to focus on one thing, and he has, but... Goodness gracious me, I'm not happy. Hello, everybody, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. This is the Manchester United Redcast with me, Eddie Nesta, here in Londinium. And over there in what I imagine is a cold, if sunny, Manchester, it's Robert Meakin. How are you, Rubs? Hooray! I'm trying to keep the mood up as well. Yeah, I know, it is like that, isn't it? On my well, yeah. it is like that because, you know, you, you, Liverpool lose at Crystal Palace and then draw and was still... No further, no nearer to them than we were before. And it's like, we parked the bus against Arsenal. We didn't go there to win. And if you know that Liverpool have got a draw, and if you win, then your fourth place is in your own hands. Yeah. What, why don't you go for it, Robert Meakin? Well, I have to say, and I, I think you know how much I sort of, uh, often admired uh, Jose Mourinho. I do think his, his attitude towards the fixture was curious. Not about the team he picked. I understand why he did that. But the noises he was making before that really playing it down, I yes, I will be playing a weakened team. To me, on the outside as a fan, that looked like bad psychology. Basically saying, yeah, it is going to be a weakened team and it is less likely we're going to win. I don't think he needed to I don't think we needed all that talk. And I was, yeah, I understand why he picked that sort of eleven. It's not the strongest eleven, but not that's not I don't. I don't. I don't understand why he picked it. He talked it down. I don't understand why he picked the team. Surely, if you're going to pick Wayne Rooney, then you might as well pick him in in a a, a tie that you're already ahead in as a Mm. talisman in front of the home fans. If 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 anything is going to awaken the sleeping beast, it's going to be there. Why play him at Arsenal? Why? No, and, and, and then wh- why when we go down, when we go down, bring on Rashford? If you're going to save the boy, if it, the boy and Drogba are your yeah. secret weapons for, then then save him. Yeah, Sorry. no, that, Sorry. that was that Sorry. was a strange decision. And also, you have to say the uh, you know, playing not one but two centre backs who've barely run or hit a ball in anger for weeks on end to me seemed unnecessary it as was well. like the, the behavior of a moody sulking yeah. child you've already damaged them mentally you've already talked about them coming back when they should be in pain and their uh, their, their, their mm. fortitude you, you've done it to them you've done it by the way to the left back as well and then you bring them on together yeah and they obviously very much i mean you know going to going to the emirates with two non-match fit centre-backs was, was asking a great deal. So I would say for, for his various plus points, I'd have to say Jose there, I, I, I think, played that played that wrongly on a, on a good few levels. But he doesn't make it. There's no speed in the side. There's no speed in it. If you, if you look at no. the way he set up, oh, well, I know there are suspensions and there are injuries, right? But, but you know, you leave Baye out, might be injured, might mm. be resting him. Drogba, oh no, we know he's fatigued in how many uh, games he's played, right? You go with them mm. two big old lumps who look like they were going to injure each other again uh, <laughs> in the game. And then you go, and I know, um, as I say, uh, you know, the, the, the floppy here boy's got himself sent off, so he's, a, he, he's under suspension. Yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah. Carrick, Carrick needed protection there. And I, 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 Matter, no speed. I I really did despair. Yeah. I'll I tell you, if we wanted to look for a, a slightly more rose-tinted look of things, the young lad, Tuan Zabi, looked quality. What a, what a, what a top uh, performance that was from the, 
the young man at right back. I thought he was he was one of the few plus points in all that that Mourinho felt he had to play him, and I thought he looked very good and could be a Manchester United player for some years to come. We said that last year about Fosu Mensah. We said, I knew you were going to say that. I'm sorry, am I I becoming that predictable? Should I call you Mrs. Neston now? (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I said it, oh God, he's going to ring up Fosu Mensah. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're absolutely destroying these boys' career. Leave them alone. Don't (laughs) mention them. What's the matter with you? I just, I just yeah. found that game so depressing because it's there. What it's there. Fourth place is there. You know, there for the taking. Liverpool, as I say, lost against Crystal Palace and then can't score and didn't look like they were up for it. Right, go out there, take it. Right, put the guys in, get get a gold hair, shake them up, and uh, you know when you've done that, and then take them off, win it, win it. It's about spirit. It's about the way you feel. It's about going into the game at uh, the theatre of dreams and thinking to yourself, yeah, you just, just, we're undefeated in the, the, can Mm. you, I'm sorry, sorry. No, it was a, and comparing him uh, to the great uh, uh, Sir Alex, of course, even if Ferguson, you know, in his heart of hearts, thought, actually, this game isn't my priority, you would never know. And that's the bit I object to, it's just the fact he made the noises before the game that suggested, no, I'm sort of giving up on that match. Because it's easy. I mean, he actually, what he said was that to get, to get into the top four, we probably have to win four games in a row. To get to win the Europa League, we have to win two games in a row. So that is easier. Therefore, logically, I'm going for that. I don't think he need, we don't need all that detail. He doesn't need, I think he's just talking too much presently. And you say throwing his toys out of the pram a bit, because I think the team isn't fit for purpose. It hasn't gone as well as he'd hoped. But just be quiet when it comes to things like that. And yeah, I'd rather just in moody, monosyllabic, you know, random answers than having you know this sort of wittering narrative on why I'm going to play a weak inside. What did we used to say about our former leader? That he would have a one, two and three, wouldn't he? So he would categorise games, wouldn't he, in terms of yeah, yeah. importance. And I think on the virtue of what we've got coming up, everybody would know what was going on. So you didn't have to say anything. And like the team, he, you, you could argue that the team he picked against Chelsea was a you know a substandard team. You know, Rashford's never going to get yeah. in uh, 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 ahead of the Swede, is he? Well, not when fully fit. But he decided, you know, the way it was pitched was a team to do a job on a particular team in a, on a particular yeah. day, right? And why didn't he pitch this? Yeah, I know, and I think, look, there have been times, I remember Manchester United going to Arsenal with some extraordinary lineups in the past, I think with the Brazilian twins both in the midfield, if you remember yeah, that one. Yeah, I do. Silver, and we won. And it was, people thought it was madness, but it was just, it was a, it was a tactic for that particular game. Ferguson hadn't said anything beforehand. We all thought the old man's gone completely loopy, but it worked on, on that particular occasion. What I would, look, selections, you get them right, you get them wrong, I understand all that, that it's, it's just, I just think it's the mentality, the psychology of the, the manager and how that infiltrates into the team when you're basically saying, no, this is, we don't really fancy this. It's, it, the odds are against this working for us if we pick strong sides in four matches. Half the players there didn't feel like second-class citizens anyway. Well, that's the point um, I was going to make because, yeah. you know, you, you, you think of at least five players in that team know he doesn't like them, 
he doesn't rate them and he doesn't fancy them. And regardless of whether he puts them in the team against Arsenal, he's already sent them that message. So he can't send a message to go out and do a team. This is a squad. Do do all the stuff. It's a squad game. And even though players haven't played very much, we always knew it was going to get to this point. If you have a successful season, you'll be playing upwards of 60 games a season. And therefore you need a squad. And we have a fantastic squad. And I'm quite confident. Oh, you do. You know, you do the... the PR bit, yeah, and that is part of the part of the job. And this, but this is the the bad side of the coin with Jose, which we we always been aware of from the start. I mean, I think still hope, stroke, believe uh, that he'll bring many positives to United further down the line. But on the negative side, you do get this nonsense. You do get this rather self indulgent stuff where the manager is effectively sulking at times. And but that is part of it. I hope the good outweighs the bad. And I'm, you know, at the moment, of course, it's... it's you, you're Luke, you're a, Luke Shaw's father now. What do you think of Jose Mourinho? No, I'd be, I, I wouldn't be impressed at all. Again, I think that, again, is the bad side of Jose Mourinho. Again, Luke Shaw may have deserved criticism. We don't know what's been going on in the, on the training part, if anything else has been going on. We don't know. We don't, nothing has particularly leaked out. Uh, people who've worked with him seem to think he's a pretty amiable... Well, the people, well, what we do know is that the boy broke his leg when he was doing incredibly well. And yeah. psych- psychologically, we saw it, didn't we, with Eduardo at uh, Arsenal. Psychologically, it does take some time to get over, time. And again, I mean, the, the poor lad is now out again for the season with another injury. I just think, again, Jose then was forcing the problem and didn't necessarily have to be there. Look, you don't, you don't have to pick him. You know, if, if that's, but I still think you, to go so public and saying these are his failings, and then when the lad has a good game, be standing on the touch and saying it was all down to me because I was telling him what to do because he hasn't got a brain. That, I think, is uh, verges on the ridiculous. Well, and the reason that I, I, I would like to spend a little more time on it is because we saw what that mentality did to Eden Hazard. We saw what it did to to to, to, to Conta, didn't we? We, we saw yeah. Costa. Sorry, we saw what it did because football is a game at that level of very fine margins. And you saw a guy who was P, you know, he was professional player of the year and player of the year, and then he disappeared. He he, dis- he was a shadow of himself, and it was either yeah. his confidence was shot, he had down tools, or he was having just the worst form you can imagine. But actually, Messi and Ronaldo don't, don't have form like that, do they? No, they don't. They don't. And uh, yeah, but most normal players, even top end players, do. And they do need, you know, if I, I think if someone is at them and telling them he doesn't, he doesn't rate them or he's not in public, it's going to affect. It, in public, it's going to affect them. So I don't agree with that side of Jose Mourinho. I think, to be honest, when things are going his way, you don't get that nonsense so much. It's only when things turn that I. I agree with his assessment, which he's made pretty clear, that that Manchester United team he has isn't good enough to win the Premiership or the Champions League. And money has been spent, there's no denying that. But I still don't think it's not a particularly impressive Manchester United side by the standard that we're used to. It's okay. There's some good players at plenty. It's better than it was last year. We've got a a player who scored 28 goals. And whatever people say about Drogba, you look at his stats, right? His stats tell you that he runs a lot and he makes himself available for the ball. And he has turned uh, his team, Jose Mourinho, into an imitation uh, of the team that Van Gaal had. Yeah, it's... Uh, was the attacking flow in football? 
Well, it's certainly, I mean, if, at, at the moment we have looked, I mean, we've been played any sort of big game on the domestic front. We've just, looked, we've just been so incredibly deep. And dare I say, of course, we've looked pretty negative when we clung on for our dear lives at Manchester City. Again, against Arsenal, I thought, again, we just got deeper and deeper. You think the likes of Mkhitaryan are ending, ending up in fairly, you know, de- defensive roles. He's the, the one game. I'm really worried about. I mean, he's been taken off the last few games, isn't he? And he does not look happy because, uh, uh, you know, we saw him up front. We saw him scoring goals. We saw him expressing himself. Mm. We saw him using pace that I had no idea that the man had. When's the last time you seen him run past anybody? Does he look like he's enjoying himself? No, no, not at the moment. No, I mean, he had that, he had that little purple patch when he came back. And we thought, oh, thank God, this is the player we thought we were getting from Germany but uh, no at the moment again he's uh, it's been a difficult time for him and it, uh, big decisions to be made in the summer we will, I know we'll get round to whether you know, whether we win the Europa League or not because at the moment he, he's made it quite clear that there's a number of people in the team he's not happy with he's, he's obviously thinking about an overhaul and my goodness you know, he's, he's going to have to get that right because he's made enough noises to say he hasn't got the right tools to work with presently the, the great thing about the Premiership is that they they can't. I mean, let, let's say Wenger uh, is immune, uh, okay? But the other five aren't. Klopp, they'll expect something of this year. Uh, the gifted one has gone over to uh, Man City uh, and they've gone backwards, technically, uh, from yeah. where they were under the Chilean. Uh, you've also got, well, Costa's had a fantastic, uh, sorry, Conte has had an unbelievable uh, first season, certainly final of the FA Cup. Uh, and also uh, they've won the Premiership, more or less, uh, now. And our very own Marino, I mean, you know, six outstanding managers, apparently, but they can't all be successful, can they? No, well, that's why the market is is crowded in terms of top top managed top world managers. It's it, it's the Premiership is where it's at presently, simply down to good old fashioned economics. It's where the money is. That's why they're all that's why they're all here. And so there are big names that are going to fail. And this season, though Guardiola, it looks like Guardiola will be you know inside the top four. That certainly wasn't what Manchester City were expecting from having the you know the man hailed as the god of managers turning up to manage them. Jose, let's be honest, at the beginning of the season, we were, particularly obviously with Pogba's you know, arrival, with Zlatan coming, we were really optimistic and, you know, understandably thought, could this be a season where we're certainly challenging for the Premiership, certainly within the second or third. And the fact we're some, you know, we're up, probably going to end up some way off that by the time this season finishes. Yeah, we might end up sixth. Oh, I think so. I think that's very possible now, particularly if the, man, if the attitude Mourinho has now about uh, the league. I mean, we're going to White Hart Lane shortly. A team, and they're playing what I believe their their last game at the stadium. I tried to get, I just tried to get t- for it. a grander ticket, mate. I just tried yeah. to get one, a grander ticket. Well, and they, I mean, they are rightly going to be so because they're they're still chasing, even though it, it maybe they've become a lost cause. I don't know, but it, I think that'd be a huge. Could they, that Manchester United team that he's putting out in the Premiership presently? Are they really capable of dealing with something like that right now? I would say probably not. I mean, I, I always fear these North London fixtures would be wouldn't really bring much of a reward for us and I fear that will come to be true. Yeah, it could, it could be quite difficult against Tottenham. Let's let's go to Europe then where perhaps we're going to yeah. have a I mean, yes. te- technically it would be an unmitigating disaster if we don't win it now and that's kind of the reason I was disappointed with the team he put out against Arsenal because he's actually mm. put even more pressure on himself now, hasn't he? He has. It's all or nothing, isn't it? All the eggs are in one basket now. He's made that clear himself. Um, you know, he staked pretty much his entire season with Manchester United on 
those two games, this, uh, you know, well, same two games, but this provided we get through the next one and win our home tie, which obviously we should. And then it's a, a final against, you know, potentially Ajax. Now, again, everyone just, you just can't take that lightly. Who knows? This Manchester United team isn't a great side presently. I mean, I, I think, I think plenty of teams would fancy it. I'm sure in the, you know, our, our opponents in the Europa final, if we get there, would really fancy their chances against us. So, I think, yeah. It's, no, it's, if we were the team of old, we wouldn't be in it, would we? No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> and if I, if I was the opposing coach and I looked at that Manchester United team presently, I would, I would say, obviously, look, they are, there's, there's plenty of holes there. They are, they are certainly beatable. So, um, yeah. First so 11, it's, first it's 11, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be upbeat. Sorry for interrupting you, yeah. Rob. I'm trying to be upbeat. First 11 as it stands, though, uh, you know, if, if we do get to the final, let, let, let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a good, sure. yeah. It is. I, I, but I, it is. I'm, I'm simply saying that it's not. It's not some unbeatable, ruthless machine that we've seen in past years of Manchester United. It's a pretty good side. It's not a side that's good enough to win the uh, Premiership presently. But in context, on a, it, it's probably at its best a top four team. Mm. That, that's the level we're at presently. Now it's not appalling. But uh, you know, I just I don't think I don't think it's it's wor- it's a world beating side. It's got a couple of world beaters in there, but there is plenty of improvement to be made. But uh, yeah, what are the right. what are the implications, Robert, in terms of um, uh, one imagines uh, sponsorship and the like? What, what are the implications of not of not of not getting there again? Do you know what? I actually I I think I do. I do agree with the club's spin about this. I actually think in the short term, it doesn't have much of an impact because Manchester United's wealth is so immense that overall, for now, all those things just keep coming. Well, you know, it, do, got... it, it does for Griezmann. Griezmann's not going to... Li- he's not going to leave a team that got oh. to the semi-final, oh, semi-final of the Champions League yeah. and come to a team that can't even bloody well qualify for it. No, I thought you, would, yeah, I thought you meant regarding sort of the business and that side of things and sponsorship. No, in terms of players... That's a, that's a different scenario where, yeah, it also affects whether Zlatan would want to stay for another season. I wouldn't blame him for a second if he wants to go. Cause why it might, it might not be his choice old? anymore then. I mean, no, if, he, if he's also, injured, it might not be his choice anymore. No, he might not be at all. But also, I'd say David De Gea, which I know... Um, yeah, I think he's gone, He's obviously he? such a big player. Well, again, I'm the lad is from Spain. Well, the lad is from Spain. He's got the biggest club in Spain wanting. Manchester United, frankly, at the moment, you know, he's, he's been he's been kept very busy being a Manchester United goalkeeper the last couple of years. And they're not showing him you enough love. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, hold it against him if he goes to play for Real Madrid simply because he he's from that part of the world. I think he's been a fantastic servant for us. If not, as if at the moment he's playing for a great side, uh, you, you know, you've got to be sometimes a bit pragmatic about it and take the blinkers off. Someone like. David De Gea has, has done fantastic service. Yeah, fantastic player, absolutely yeah, brilliant. So, so, would you would you be happy about the England goalkeeper coming? Well, no, no, I wouldn't be. Uh, jumping from up Man, the from Man City to Manchester no, I United. I, I'd also have to say though, if, if, if David De Gea, and I really hope he doesn't, if he did leave, I think I'd be struggling to be optimistic about almost anyone who turns up because who the heck could compete with, with him? No, well, I mean, it's a, it'd be very, it'd be very difficult, you know, as outfield players, we, yeah, we, we know, we know the hole that was left until like Ronaldo left. Well, this is probably the greatest goalkeeper in the world. So replacing, you can't replace him. We'll just, we just have to 
do our best that someone can fill the boots 75-80%. I mean, I, I think that'd be the, the real scenario for it. Okay, let's uh, take that break now and uh, come back and quickly talk about what we expect to happen uh, in a semi-final. Will Manchester United uh, make the final uh, and might it be just a little less uh, than uh, happy coming back to North London next week against the Spurs? Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. You're listening to the Manchester United Redcast. Me, Eddie, here in London, Ian Manover in Manchester. You've got Bobby Meek in there talking about our, our team. Uh, OK, so look, we're in the semi-finals of the Europa mm. Cup and we are a goal up. We're in a great position. We're in a great position. So I, I really, I really hope yeah, United can, you know, obviously be a different side to the one we saw at the weekend against Arsenal. Thank goodness. And we'll, uh, I really hope we can put them to the sword and pretty quickly as well. I'd like to see them get an early goal and for United to be able to settle down and relax and, and play, play a bit, you know, around the park and actually give the fans something to be upbeat about because let's be honest, after games like the weekend, you need to be reminded of what United's traditions are, that we, we are a pacey, flamboyant, exciting, aggressive side. That's what we are by nature and tradition. And certainly on the night, the European night at Old Trafford, the semi-final. Some of the Europa nights early on, of course, were flat because we were all moaning about being in the competition all the rest of it. We thought it was beneath us. Now we're at the business end of it and we're in the chance of winning. Now things really go up in energy. You know, it'll be hopefully quite an electric atmosphere at the stadium that night. And I, I really hope we can put on a show to get into the final. Oh, well, I do too. I just think it's going to be the most boring game you've ever seen in your whole life. Yeah, well, I fear, you're, I fear you could be right. I fear you could be right. I would, just, I would really just like to see us have a few goals in us and, and just yeah, put down a bit of a put down a bit of a because I think if you if you just keep on playing flat and you're scrambling through one nil, so I'm not sure how good that is because there's, there's going to be a time you're going to need more than that probably to win the competition. You're going to need a big performance. So I you know I hope I hope you know I hope we see a bit more than just us doing just enough to get through. I think the fans deserve it as well because I think their patience has been tested recently, <laughs> particularly at performances at Old Trafford for God's sake. I mean, we don't want to begin to count the number of points. Those terrible draws, this, you know, drives you mad thinking about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, call it then, Robbie. Well, I'll, I'll go for a wild 2-0 to Manchester United. Oh, can I just say, I am associated with, with our show. I was asked to do some predictions for a, a, a news agency at the weekend, <laughs> which, en- which ended up in certain online newspapers. And my nephews read it and I think it's the first things they've ever seen their uncle contribute to 
And the words were, Uncle Robert's got this really badly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could have been a few uh, shots of pieces. So, so I, I, thank God. I don't think they're listening to this yet. They're very little, but uh, oh, my predictions are already legendary in oh, the family. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, uh, wel- yeah. Welcome to the world of disappointment, eh? At, yes, at, at the, yes. At the hands of your uncle. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's gone. Eh? You, you were the I Superman. I only predicted one all. It was nothing like I was being really optimistic, but yeah. To be fair, I do also think if you're on this show and you can't do sort of reduce, you can hardly say, oh, we're going to lose every time. Even though I, I tried to be as optimistic as I could, which was a draw, and even that, of course. Okay, let's, get, let's, let's take you to that dark place then, Tottenham Hotspur. It's too far. Oh, I, I do think Spurs will beat us. I've, I, have, I must admit, I have said that before on, on this show as well. I think that would be, uh, that will be too much for us. Yeah, it, could be, and, it, it could be pretty, it, it, particularly if he rests people, it, it could be horrible, couldn't it? Yeah, and... If, <laughs> Yeah, we'll have it coming, though, won't we? If, if we if we turn up, I mean, Tottenham are presently a better side than that the Arsenal team we played the other day. I mean, the Arsenal team we played the other day are okay. Again, you get an Arsenal fan here; they'll say to you, "There's nothing special." And uh, you know, it's so. But Spurs Spurs look like a really good team on their day, for what I've seen of them. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think they give us a, they give us a scene too if we're not careful. We've got to be so. got to be up so. for it. I think so. Uh, a special. Can't be Smalling and Jones and centre back again against Tottenham next week. I think uh, you'll you'll be asking for problems, and it's just just not just having a go at them because of their Laurel and Hardy antics recently. Just the fact they haven't played very often. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you're talking about two guys who are looked upon as the future, really. Of uh, you know, we kind of almost yeah. expected to see both of them at the heart of the England uh, setup. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think you'd be surprised if either of them got in on on present well, day form. Yeah, I say, to be fair, though, to Phil Jones, remember early in the season, we were saying, when Phil Jones and Rocco became the uh, the two, you know, uh, uh, they came in the centre-backs just due to the injuries of the others, they did really well. And we were saying for a while that Jones, is this finally the time when Jones could prove himself? Of course, we always had that caveat of saying, well, he's probably going to get injured and it will go wrong. Of course, guess what happened? Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, call it then against Tottenham. Oh, I think I... Well, I'm not. I, 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 I've never been overly negative, but I'd have to say I think Tottenham will beat us two 0 uh, And I've we've got to promise the listeners we're going to be more upbeat next week once we're in the Europa League final because we've been quite downcast tonight. But it's just that performance of the weekend. As, yeah, uh, there's nothing. Really and, and I'm sure there'll be listeners will be saying, "Oh, Eddie and Robert, you know, get your mood up for God's sake." They they won last week. We're almost in the Europa League final. Why are you being so pessimistic? I just think we both. Against a team like Arsenal, we both just didn't, we don't like the fact we turned up looking so flat and with so little energy. It's just not our uh, the way we do things. Not at Man United. No, any, any any team they put out is supposed to be able to win it. See what yeah. I mean? You, you know. Anyway, we've said it. We've said it. We've done it. And uh, special mention uh, on the podcast before we uh, go uh, to the ungrateful scrote that is Danny Welbeck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's, I mean, he was, he slept, uh, he slept, away. He slept, away. he slept really well last night, didn't he? Danny, <laughs> Danny boy. And he, cele- and he celebrated that goal too. There was no, there was none of this nonsense oh, about, that I'm not going to celebrate. <laughs> Rapier thrust to the heart. <laughs> just, it was, it was a fantastic move. I just thought that hurts. I did want to get up at that point and turn the telly off because there was no way back and we all knew there was no way back, you know, but um, no. Uh, d- d- do we need to mention Wayne Rooney? 
shadow of his former self, running, yeah, running about with lots of energy, but absolutely no potency at all. No, and it's, you know, I remember him, um, he used to say, and I thought rather unwisely, oh, they'll put me back in the midfield when my legs have gone. And he, he does look, at the moment, he does look a, a spent force. It gives me no pleasure to say that. But, uh, I mean, you still see a player with, you know, some lovely technique, of course. But overall, he, he, the fact he, he's in the second string side now, and he does, unfortunately, resemble a second string player for Manchester United. It's been a, a torrid couple of years for him, yeah. really. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and I always think Mourinho was almost signing his death warrant when he said, I'll only play him up front and nowhere else. And you got Zlatan Ibrahimovic with a choice they brought in at other attacking players, Mkhitaryan as well. It made it very difficult for Rooney to get back into the team. And I think, I think Mourinho also knew that, you know, Rooney was coming to an end. There's no, nothing to suggest the contrary is there right now. It no. doesn't, uh, how can we, it's not, it's always sad when you see once, you know, wonderful players fading, but that's exactly what he looks like. He just looks like he's, he's, he's fading and he's not, it's not that he's going hiding, he's still trying, but nothing quite works anymore. You saw the, the sight of Chamberlain going round him, or Ramsey just going round him quite easily. You thought, oh dear, that's just, you know, a couple of years ago, that sort of stuff wasn't going on. But it's just, just um, I don't know, it, it, it's time has caught up with him. Uh, I, th- I think maybe mentally as well, I think he may be spent, because it's been a pretty rubbish well, that's why I think either going to America or going to somewhere like Everton where he can kind of play quarterback uh, might 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 be quite good. I think he's still probably got better legs than Beckham and Beckham went on for a while. Uh, so I think reputationally... But, well, yeah, to be honest, but there was goodwill behind Beckham always. Right until later on. Well, there isn't really... Rooney gets a lot more flat, a lot of it self-inflicted because of behaviour over recent years. While Beckham, it's, it's funny, isn't it? But just people were still willing him to be, you know, a, a sort of great player and he must start for England. As you say, his, his legs, maybe he was never quick in the first place. But by the end, he just basically had his right foot that he could sort of swing a decent cross in. But That's people right. still gave him more time. Rooney doesn't have that generosity uh, towards I him. I think it's because of the way he looks. One one looks like Prince Charming and when the other one looks like Shrek. I think that, that it tells you a lot about where we are. And politically, it tells you, you've got a 38-year-old winning uh, uh, over in France uh, and you don't see Jeremy Corbyn in Britain looking like he can win and it's the way people look. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe, maybe it's for a different show, uh, but you look at it... You're, you down, know, you're down about everything tonight. Well, uh, clearly, clearly I am. Cha- <laughs> but, 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 you know, would Churchill win an election? Looking the way he does now, would anybody vote for Winston Churchill? And he's supposed to be the greatest leader of the 20th century. They'd have a picture of him saying this, this, this bloated, drunk, rambling again. Yeah, he's embarrassing himself, I'm sure. That'd be the, the, the de- de- definitely. Let's leave him in the attic. Look, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go get Jeremy myself Corbyn is an Arsenal supporter if you wanted to bring a link in for listeners who don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, sorry. Me. Jerry Corbyn is an Arsenal supporter. He's a leader of the Labour Party in Britain, everybody. He's a leader and of Her Majesty's fan. opposition. Yeah. But he wouldn't and use he- Trident. He wouldn't use he wouldn't use nuclear bombs, no. And he also thinks Arsene Wenger should stay at Arsenal, just for context, for anyone who needs it or is yeah. still listening. And, and in terms of context, if anybody wants any comparison, look at Michael Foot in nineteen eighty three for what is about to happen here. Yeah. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because that's how some people see it. I, I hope they give him a chance. Anyway, I don't want to talk any more about politics. I'll get myself in trouble. This is the Manchester United Redcast. Uh, Eddie's going to have a drink now because apparently I've not been as happy as perhaps I should have been. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but it makes for more interesting podcast, me thinks. Uh, Bobby? Okay. 
Well, we'll be celebrating a final, I hope, next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Go we'll be it. full of we'll be full of joy yeah, next week. It'll yeah. be a very different show. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, uh, uh, Robert. Until next week, it's left for me to say, "Come on, you rich." This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.